raised their hand. So, oh, do you know you're new? I thought we knew you. Huh. Hi, I was here uh, for the 12th step the other day. Uh, this is my first time here. Uh, all right, so, um, well, this topic is called non-duality and it, uh, in my own, experience it illuminated the path of recovery yet it's not a path in and of itself yes but it will illuminate whatever path or whatever assignment you have seat assignment it will illuminate it will bring light to it and uh the idea is uh, the assumption is you are what you're looking for yes so that should have a a very strong uh, effect on the looking for it, obviously. <laughs> if you are what you're looking for, the looking for should take a nosedive, so to speak. Yeah, because you are what you're looking for. <laughs> and you so happen to be using what you're looking for to look for it. Yeah, that's the sort of the great joke of non-duality, being ourselves reality, wanting to attain reality. Yeah, that's it. So with that as the understanding, then the direction is non-duality. It's a negation of new duality. So it's there's an implied affirmation that you are what you're looking for. What's looking is what you're looking for. Being ourselves, reality, the seeker is the sort. Those pointers, and then that's done in a way. And now we look at non-duality, yeah? because there needs to be a negation of duality, yeah, from what we are, yeah, not from what we're not, because that won't go anywhere. Yeah, but from what we are. So finally, instead of in the state of busily looking, you'll be in a relaxed state of seeing, you know, awareness. And that awareness will see what we're describing here. And you'll get an understanding that will bring into stark contrast the misunderstandings that we've been living as, from and as and by. Yeah. And I've never met anything else that has that ability because most uh, paths or journeys include us yeah they're not a negation of us we're included so it's sort of like uh so basically that which needs to be seen is sort of the one that's looking for and that thing is going to get better and hopefully it will either reach emerging with the one or disintegrate itself or something, yeah? But in this case, uh, that may have to happen, but it doesn't have to happen, yeah? You could just hear this message and something can click, maybe this time or the 50th time or no time. And in that clicking, uh, things will drop. You're not gonna drop them, but things will drop. You will see, you may end up never look, looking for what can't be found. Yeah, it just uh, stuff like that. And uh, instead of believing you have to do a lot of effort based on the misunderstanding that you can be out of the moment, 
you'll see through that misunderstanding that's driving all these efforts to get into the moment. And it will negate that misunderstanding because you can't be out of the moment. Yeah. See it? See how it works beautifully? So you see a lot of activities based on a misunderstanding that the mental state implies it has the power to take you out of the moment. But does it have the power to take you out of the moment? Yeah. No, it doesn't. Yeah. Wherever it takes you is still in the moment. <laughs> Wherever you go, it's still in everywhere. So everywhere is the non-located center of what we are. So wherever you are, you're still everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> there's no special somewhere located in everywhere. There's a thinking there's a special somewhere located in everywhere. But from everywhere, there's no special location that's ever noticed. Yeah. <laughs> So it's the understanding that comes from, hey, I am what I'm looking for. What happens is you start seeing what you used to look from and you start seeing the assumptions and the misunderstandings that you thought, you thought were solid rocks that you were building your life on. Yeah? And you recognize the flux that we're always in as what we're not. Yeah. It's like it says in the Bible, supposedly, the son of man has no place to rest its head. Yes. So it's just on and on, agitated, agitated. You know, it believes there's a great statement in faith mind, a Zen, uh, just a couple page Zen thing, uh, which is you can't use activity to produce stillness. That would be activity. Yeah. So you can't use what you are to look for what you are that would just be more activity as what you're not. Yeah, there you go. So that's the message in a way. The message, the unspoken part of, it, of is what's assumed in the message of non-duality. And what's assumed is that you are reality. Yeah, that the seeker is the sort. What's looking is what you're looking for. That's the implied unstated fact. Then we turn from there and look at what's holding and harboring and relying on a lot of false evidence. Yeah. And we look at the false evidence, not from the false evidence, but from the fact being ourselves reality. And we see what we're not. Yeah. We see the activity that has us as a long lasting, independent, separate entity that started somewhere is going to end somewhere and is going a lot of places in, in between. Yeah. And has a lot of meaning and sort of like, if you're bothered, it really doesn't bother me, but if I'm bothered, Jesus Christ, it's unbelievable. Yeah. So you can see this. It's like, uh, it's a very myopic contracted view for it to continue as you, a lot of other possibilities have to be uh, made seemingly not available. Yes. So you think when you're focusing and concentrating, you're, you're really focusing towards the goal, but you're missing the forest from looking at the trees. Yeah. Yeah. So what I found helpful was let's talk about the mental activity. 
and what of what's its main movement is to claim yeah so as Trungpa Rinpoche, he called it, he talked of it as the ego. I don't like that term, but he says, you know, the first thing you got to know is that whatever uh, the ego is brought into contact with, it's going to take advantage of. Yeah, it's not volitional. You see, this is the key that you aren't doing it. You're not the one that's doing the selfing. The selfing is implying you're the one that does everything. Yeah. But you're not the one that does the selfing. Selfing is mechanical. Yeah. So you don't have to get guilty or shame for all this shit for, oh, I've been selfing all these years. No, you haven't. Yeah. The selfing has captured the attention and interest because it's implying that there's a you. And so the interest and attention gets funneled into that rabbit hole. Yeah. And then it formulates into a self-centeredness. Like when you didn't have it sort of as a kid, you grew into it. Sort of like, you know, you were running around like crazy doing this and doing that. And then one day you ran into the room and it was accompanied by thought. And then everything from there on was accompanied by thought. Yeah. That was the contracting of the panoramic view into a myopic view, the mental state. Yeah. And basically, for this to seem real, a lot of shit can't seem real (laughs) because it would be a denial or a negation of this. Yeah. So basically, your sense of wanting to be okay is thrown into time. So you you're not there's no possibility that inherently you're okay. The possibility is I will be okay, or and or I was once okay. Yeah. That's insane, isn't it? So you have to you have to earn your stripes. You have to work hard <laughs> to provoke value, or basically you're nothing or meaningless. Meaningless is empty. It's awesome. Then it can be anything. Yeah, but whatever. So the mental state very quick. When you're in the act of, let's say, sitting down to meditate, it's presenting you as a meditator already. Yeah, that's what it's doing. So now that action with the idea that you have that action is going to further has is actually being used to further another agenda you're not aware of, which is the idea of being the doer of the meditating. Yes. It's very fast. So before you even hit the Zazen thing, the pillow, you're the meditator, seemingly. Yeah. <laughs> it's quick. I don't see any process that can beat it, really. Yeah, it's pretty damn fast. And it's pretty flexible. You can have peak experiences, epiphanies, see the light of all lights. And then a couple hours later, it's you that saw the light. <laughs> it's you that had the epiphany. It's you that's awake. Yeah, it's like unbelievable. And because we believe uh, it can't be working like that. There's certain places it won't go. No, wherever you go, it will show up. (laughs) If you go gone, it will be telling everyone I've disappeared for a few weeks. (laughs) Now, who's telling you it's disappeared? (laughs) You would think you wouldn't hear from it if it disappeared. So in the claiming, 
that which you thought you were free from is the one that's presenting the experience of having that event, yeah? How are you going to beat it as it? There's no way, yeah? How many people, much greater people than us have tried? <laughs> you know, they've uh, dedicated their whole life. We're dedicating an hour on Wednesday night, you know? They freaking fucking walked on hot rocks for fucking five miles and you know did tons of shit to try to change the basic condition yet that thing seems to always arise and tell the story that it had the experience of its own absence really yeah so to me this is just negating the importance of that claiming by recognizing first of all it's not you doing it and the result of it is not you yes that you are before the claiming yeah yeah so you can see that which says you are the looker you can see it and when you do things happen things get shook up yeah the importance of your life changes and maybe the importance of being liberated you get relieved of the need to be liberated because what needs to be liberated isn't you yeah that's what actually happens to me the liberation is from the need to be liberated it is there's no need for you to be liberated you are you just got to question what the hell you're believing yeah and not so much the believing, the believer, really. The believing is just coming and going. It's the believer that puts a lot of meaning into what's coming and going. Yeah. So if you're not the believer, then you're open to learn. Yeah. Life can become revelatory if you don't start from I know. Yeah. Life can become revelatory. Yeah. We don't try to have a larger view. You observe that you have a larger view. Yeah. It becomes obvious that you've left the panor you've left the myopic and you're into the panoramic. Now the panoramic panoramic includes the myopic, but the myopic does not include the panoramic. The myopic says it's the only way of looking. Yeah. Self-centeredness. It's a, a natural, this is just how it is, it's the reality. Now the panoramic view includes the myopic view because it's part of the panoramic view. You can see it. <laughs> so the difference is, let's say you hear its presentation, but you don't listen to the presentation. It's quite different, yeah? You hear it, like I hear a sound outside, but you're not, I'm not listening to that sound for 35 years. <laughs> Yeah, I hear the sound and then I hear another sound. Yeah. So this is about hearing, not listening. And the hearer can't accomplish that because it's not about the hearer not listening. It's about hearing and not listening. Yes. It's not the hearer trying to not listen. That's just more listening. It's the hearing. Yes. You hear, there's a hearing of things, there's a seeing of things, there's a feeling of things, there's thinking of things, there's a lot of verbing going on. 
I don't believe there's a noun to be found, actually, but there's a lot of verbing going on. And after you get it back into the flow of verbing, you can really, the nouns, the imaginary or seeming true nouns are very conspicuous, yeah? Because <laughs> they, they seem to stick out as everything's flowing, yeah? Yeah. So, so the claiming. The second part is you're not going to get it. Yeah. Because you have it already. You don't have it, but you are it. Yeah. So you're not going to get it. This is not an experience. In other words, you're not a long lasting, independent, separate entity that's going to experience non duality. You're not going to experience non duality. You're going to see experiences through non duality, but you're not going to experience non duality. There's nothing to experience. Yeah. It's beyond, it's, yeah. It will influence experiences greatly, but it's not an experience in and of itself. And the other point is you don't have to hear the message. Yeah. That which thinks it's the hearer, we're actually trying to bypass that. Yeah. Because that which is hearing the message is that which is stating the message. That which is hearing the message is that which is the message, yeah? So basically, all we need to do is get around the obstacle, which is Robert and Zoe and Paul, and just hit the Buddha. And I can't miss, yeah? If, this, if the Buddha is, you know, omnipresent, I can throw it anywhere. As long as you don't catch it, I can be assured the Buddha catches it, yes? I just have to get past you so to speak so and whatever's been doing it through this little action figure has come up with a way of just trying to overwhelm your ass basically so when you're trying to grab an understanding there'll be another one thrown on because it ain't the understanding really that's not the there's something else going on we want to it's sort of like you're used to juggling three things we want to throw a fourth ball in there yeah and see what happens when you can't catch yeah when everything falls and you're left with your own devices of trying to grab what you can't grab trying to know what you can't know when you catch that grasping and stuff like that you'll see maybe hopefully you'll see they're not yours yeah they're not your it's not your grasping yeah it's just you're seeing what you are as a topic to get, and it's not. That's why it's not available to you. Yeah. That's why we have that little story about heaven's door and the person, Paul goes to it, and then God opens the door immediately after Paul knocks and looks at it, and I go, Paul, God, can I come in? And then God says very clearly, Paul can't come in. So Paul gets very disappointed, practices even harder. Now he feels like he has a great resume. Yeah. He goes there and he's just think it's going to be a formality now. He knocks on the door and he asks, you know, God, can I come in? And God says, Paul can't come in. And now he flips out, gets loaded, fucks around, and finally gets washed up near the door of heaven. Something happens when he's getting out of the water and he walks to the door, knocks on it, says, God, can I come in? And God goes, Paul can't come in. And then it walks right in. Yeah. Because he finally saw what actually God had been saying all along. 
he wasn't excluding you as what you are. He was excluding Paul, yeah? Paul can't come in. As long as you're identified as Paul, you're going to be withheld from that fact of the easy access of what we are. You are. You're going to try to make it as hard as possible as what you're not to try to arrive there so you feel like you earned it. Yeah. But in fact, it's not the case. Yeah. As soon as you see you're not Paul, there you go. You walk right in, just like the prodigal son parable in the New, in the, uh, New Testament. You ever read that one? Where the guy leaves a nice situation, goes out, starts fornicating and fucking around, doing a lot of shit. He has a lot of guilt and shame, so it furthers the getting loaded. And he really would love to go back home, but he feels like he's screwed up so much because he feels he's the doer and the thinker and all this shit. So the possibility of going home is withheld from him by his head. And then he's there in the pigsty fighting with a pig for a cob of corn. And then something happens. And then immediately they cut to the next scene, there was no process from how he left the pigsty. He's suddenly seen on the road. There's his father with some, a, a ring and some new clothes saying, hey, let's go, son. There's a huge feast ready for you. There was no big segue. He had the realization there he was. Yes. There was no, oh, he dragged himself out of the pigsty, cleaned himself up. Did this? No. It was like the story, I think, if I remember correctly, it stops when he realizes he gives up finally. And then God's there. I mean, his father's there, the robes put on him, the ring, and there's a huge feast. Yeah. He didn't, you know, they couldn't have planned it, could they? It was ready as soon as he was. Wait, wait a minute. Yeah. The whole thing was ready as soon as he was. Yeah. So that Paul, that prodigal son, that's what collapsed the identification as Paul. Paul didn't get fucking better. It wasn't necessary. There was a realization I'm not Paul and Paul's just going to be good enough and enough will be good enough for Paul. And there it went. Yeah. He was free. And the possibility of being free was always readily available from the bondage of self. Yeah. The bondage of self isn't, isn't produced by self. It's entertained by us. We take ourselves to be something else. Yeah. And that something else causes us to see this whole event differently than we would if we were seeing it from what we are. Yeah. So our assumptions are based on misperceptions. Yeah, we see shit that's not real as real, and we miss the reality of things. Yeah, and while that miss reality is missing, a lot of reality is given to tons of stuff. Yeah. So you see what you're not, or there's an awareness of what you're. You're not seeing it because there's no what you're not. It's activity. Yeah, it's almost as if it's a call and response. There's this spaciousness of the audience. And then there's a character in the movie that somehow you take to be familiar. And that character calls to the audience and says, come and join us. You know, this is an interactive movie. You can participate in it. So this huge camera 
goes, okay, looks at the small camera, walks over to it. The small camera is like one of those cheap little box things you get at a pharmacy you used to. It only had one, truly, it only had one spool of film. You take the 10 pictures through a plastic lens. You don't even know, you can't even see what you're taking a picture of. You just point it, hopefully. You bring it back and then they throw the fucking thing out once they make the pictures, yeah? So here's this this camera, this incredible camera that we are, walks around, sees it, says, hey, I'm gonna look through the camera, see what it looks like. As we look through the camera, we seemingly forget that we're the big camera and we take ourselves to be the camera we're looking through, yeah? To the point we can't entertain being free from it. We're trying to entertain being free as that little camera. And it's a fucker because there's this plastic lens that's just overriding all the hopes of having any clarity. So then I sell, save up a lot of money, buy about $5,000 of Nikon lenses, and I apply them to the plastic lens, and I still see it the same way through the plastic lens. <laughs> because it's before all that I put on after, yeah? All the Nikon lenses don't clarify that plastic lens. <laughs> so what happens? Someone sees the situation and talks, not to the little camera, but to the big camera and goes, hey, big camera, what are you doing looking through that little camera? What? I thought I was the little camera. I've been given the possibility of all possibilities. I'm looking through the little camera? What could possibly be available if I'm looking through it? I can stop. Not Or I can continue, but I won't lose the sense of being the big camera. Yes? That's satsang. We're trying to talk to the big camera while you are the appearance of the little camera. Yeah. We're not talking to the little camera. People have done it long enough. It doesn't go anywhere, does it, really? Just gets, it just keeps reinforcing the little camera, you know? And then it's actually worse when it hears descriptions of the great big camera, because he gets guilty for not being as good as the big camera. It would have been better if he never heard about the big camera, if he stays the little camera. But just like for many of us, it would have been better if we never heard the word awakening or enlightenment. It really would have. We would have been more pleased with ourselves without these things hanging over our heads, yeah? We would have been chilled out and actually more available to others without those weights, yeah? Not because awakening and, and enlightenment is heavy, no, but the mental state will make them heavy, yes? Yeah, so there's other things, but there's the claiming and basically you're not gonna get it and really, <laughs> We're trying to get through to through you, not through to you, but through you to what you are. Yeah. Yeah. They even have it in one of those old pictures from India. They have this thing with a thousand arms. Let's say the mental state is like that and has a mitt on each hand. You can still get the message past it. Yeah. Yeah. You can throw a few balls at once and then something will get through. It'll be like that spiritual sperm. One of them's going to get through and it's going to hit the egg. And then the egg 
is going to conceive of a possibility. And that is, I'm not that, yes? Just like the big camera, I'm not the small camera, changes everything for the big camera, yes? Yeah, so thanks. Okay, well then I will briefly show Sargamo's illustration. And does anybody want to raise their hand? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Let me stop screen sharing. Oops, here we go. Stop. Yeah, so this is, yeah. No, no hands up. <laughs> uh, Anu. Hey, Paul. Um, I swear I was listening to you, but I have no idea what you said. <laughs> Just, uh, totally right. idea. <laughs> I didn't either, really. <laughs> I don't know what happened. It's communication, honey. Yeah. In this form, let's say as an example, this communication, you throw away the message and keep the envelope. Yeah, sort of like that. <laughs> you wouldn't read the letter, but you'd keep the envelope. <laughs> That's a really nice feeling for sure. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome, honey. Thanks, Anu. And Ben is up. Yeah. Hello, I've been here before. Thank you very much, always to all and to no one. <laughs> I like the picture they put there, but you know, you know what I like about the most of that picture? It's like a baseball game without a ball, but everybody's playing, everybody's scoring, but there's no ball. So you know how they're going to play, there's no ball. So, <laughs> but the sounds and everything is happening, and the score is going in the big flashy uh, screen. Everybody's screaming, you know, oh my God, they scored, but there's no ball. <laughs> you know, and, 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 and there's never been a ball. It's just like uh, it's a game without a ball. And <laughs> at the end, it's just, and then. We see ourselves, other people see us, then we see what they see us to see who we are. And then we don't know who we are because they see us the way they want to see us. Oh, the, so it never ends. You know, everybody's seeing something, like perceiving something. And there's, whatever you're perceiving is not really what it is. It's, just, it's all in your mind. You know, there's all this game going on, but there's no ball. There's nobody there. Thank you. And always ball. You always look so consistent. <laughs> it's amazing because there's nothing. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Very much. I like that. Yeah. That's similar to how the 
uh, your illustration about hitting the target had the same feeling. It's like you, you missed it, and so something says, good, you, you did good, you hit it. <laughs> you know, no, no, I'm supposed to hit this tiny little thing. <laughs> and then that, that's what this world is, right, insisting on it. So, like, what's the nature of the targets we're trying to hit? Is it a, is it a, is it a latte, or is it happiness? You know? <laughs> oh, uh, Keegan has his hand up. Hey, Paul. Uh, I first want to say thanks for uh, taking this time every week to talk to us, um, or not, Paul, to talk to us. Um, I've heard you talk about the, or briefly mention the distinction between denial and negation. Yeah. So if you could like talk a little more about that, riff on that some more. Well, broadly, denial is of a mental condition, yes? So it's denying one thing to sort of assert another. Negation is different. It's just negating the, the one or the two qualities. Yeah? It's, not, it's not negating one to assert another in a way. It's just negating. Yeah? So denial to me is of the mental activity. So why it's busily denying, it's usually denying something that it, it's sort of like caught in, what is it you know that you don't want to know? So, yeah. So in the mental experience, there's a lot of stuff it knows that it doesn't want to know. So that's where a lot of denial comes from. So a lot of people are completely fucked as addicts and alcoholics, but there's a, such a strong denial, they don't think so. But anyone from, you know, the mailman to their mother could see that something's awry, but they're walking around, think they got it going on. Yeah. So uh, a, neg a negation, a denial is basically trying to negate something that's there. A negation is, is pointing out there's nothing there. <laughs> so, yeah. So I feel it's has a different feel to it. Yeah. Yeah. So negating is, uh, <laughs> yeah, is, is negating something that's not there. Denial is about something that seems to be there that you don't want to be there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, obviously when, I, you know, in hindsight, I was, I've been sober for a while. So, uh, the, the act of denial in from that hindsight was basically the fact of what I thought was going on was unbearable. So there was no way my head would allow that to be uh, to be uh, the emperor needed to have clothes. Yeah, it was just it thought it would be the end of it, which was really the beginning of something, but it saw it as the end. And, uh, and that muscle denial, I used to talk about it as like Arnie Schwarzenegger's muscles that was working overtime because <laughs> the shit had hit the fan for quite a while. So it had a lot of work to denial, to deny a lot of stuff. And it was exhausting really. Yeah. And uh, yeah, but that in a denial of something, that which is being denied is, is seemingly as real as real can be. 
That's why it's denying it. It's unbearable to it. Negation is just the absence of any inherent uh, thing. Yeah, it's just seeing the emptiness of all things. So it's not, it's not an act to cover up something else. It's just a, it's just clear seeing. You know, like in Buddhism, they would call emptiness is everything is inherently empty here. So that's the negation of things having their own life and their own meaning and stuff like that. That negation is is usually what the hopes would lead to emptiness, but is seen from emptiness. Yeah. Yeah. So you see from emptiness, the emptiness of these things that have been given a lot of meaning, like the friend just shared about the whole game and the stadium and the $12 hot dogs and the incredible uniforms and super high level spikes, but there's no ball. <laughs> yeah, so, so a lot of that shit would be a denial of the fact that there's no ball. Yeah. So, but look, I got a fucking $8 million salary for playing baseball, but there's no ball, you know? So there would be a denial in that activity. The negation is something else. It's just negating the reality of something that's unreal. <laughs> that's all. It's not like a, it's not a stretch. It's just to me, when it starts to become obvious, obviously, uh, that's traveling lighter because emptiness is the lightest you could possibly travel, obviously. Yeah. So. Uh, is that okay? Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Keegan. Uh, yeah. See, yeah. like I knew, you know, let's say I knew I stole my girlfriend's silverware to buy drugs. So I, but I wasn't going to tell her and I denied it, even though she told me the dealer had told her that I had stole him the silverware. I still denied it. <laughs> to the, I refused to tell the truth. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So, I don't make, I don't like mixing it up. Denial and negation, they're quite different to me. Yeah. Go wherever. All right. Thanks, bro. You ready for Gina? Am I ready? <laughs> Who knows? Go ahead. Hi. Yeah, nice um, to see you. Thanks. I really enjoyed the 12 step. I've I've never been to one before, but yeah, it was good. Um I just kind of have a share. Um, um I just wanted to say that kind of the same thing happened to where um I had been drinking since I, since I was a kid. And then about, I don't know, five years ago or something, four years ago, I really got into Buddhism and it started shaking stuff loose, I guess. I don't know, I'm kind of guessing, but all the times I had tried to stop drinking, I never could, you know? And then it just stopped. <laughs> And then, of course, the mind came in and said, well, you just weren't an alcoholic. And, you know, I don't know, but when I heard you, it's like, 
it is what happened, you know? And it's like so weird because it controlled me, you know, for so long and then it just left. It was so weird. It was so wonderful, but it was scary. So yeah, I just wanted to say it's fucking true, you know? It's fucking true. Yeah. And it's like every day, I mean, it's taken years, but it's like, I don't meditate or anything anymore. As soon as I heard this message, you know, and it's like every day, I feel like what I thought yesterday is a lot, you know, it's just like, I don't know. I feel like I'm in a car and it's going and I'm, I'm not driving it. I have to say though, there is something here that still gets sad because I feel like I get further and further away from like my my daughters you know like they're scared they think that because I've had some weird behavior and they just think that I'm going crazy but I feel like I've never been more clear you know so yeah I just want to say yeah Great. fuck yeah <laughs> so thanks Great, Gina. Thank you. Yeah, and if I ever get a hold of myself, you know, I know I'm going to have more to say, but right now I'm like, ah. You're never going to get a hold of yourself. You know what I mean, though? It's like, this yeah, is yeah. here and I can't talk at the same time. <laughs> That's nice, honey. Yeah. I love you guys all already, though. I feel like I could never talk about this with anyone. It's just like, yeah. So, thanks. Yeah. Well, you... You're very welcome to be with us. Yeah. 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 I also want to say that I haven't had a drink in several years and I've never been to a meeting and it just stopped, but I really love listening. And I didn't even know what the big book was, but I'm, I'm reading your book about it and I'm doing this stuff. I know this isn't a 12 step, so I'll shut up, but thanks. Thank you. Thank you, Gina. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Wow. Thank you, Gina. Thanks for your likes. Uh, anybody else want to raise their hand? Oh, that's nice. Very nice. Hey, Mike, Mike, yeah. did you hear that? Did Jeremy send you some music? Uh, not that I've seen. I'll have, yet. To share you the, I'll have to send it to you. He put, uh, he did something with some talks and looped it into some music. It was really cool. He, I saw it today. I also forgot it this afternoon and I just remembered it now. So uh, I'll try to send it to you after the meeting, which I'll probably forget. And I'm hoping Amelia's hearing this and she'll remind me. Yeah. Perfect. Or you will. Yeah. Yeah, that, that one that opens with the website, the homepage, the Stephen Nick, I think it was, the mixed a talk with their, their music. Yeah, this is another one. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Anyone else? Or I'll just start saying goodbye. Bye. No hands showing. 
What time is it, Denny? What? 7.45. Much too early to stop talking yet. Uh, all right. Well, it sounded like the voice in my head. <laughs> oh, it's, it's, uh, what the hell is happening with the names here? It's James. Oh, and there's James, James, yes, uh, James, James will raise his hand, uh, Paul, in, in, since I look forward all day to listen to you, um, we have to go to at least eight. So I, I will give you a, a setup question. Okay, Paul, and I'll let you handle it any way you want. So tell me, Paul, how do I experience my own absence absence? Well, you don't. I know. <laughs> there you go. I'm just yeah. trying to I'm just trying to get you talking. <laughs> I know, I know. I always love that one. Yes, because isn't that the drive? There's a there's a drive to want to experience your own absence, but as you, <laughs> I, I do. I still do. I haven't gotten there yet. Yeah. Uh, well, that's not you. See, I'm so still you I'm don't... still trying, but yeah. but I see myself trying. So I guess. Yeah. And I see the guy seeing the self. So that's... that's good. That's good. That's basically, it's a two-step dance. Uh, the dance will continue, but you can leave the floor, so to speak, when, when you see it. Yeah. When you see the policeman and the thief, then you've recognized uh, a pattern. And the pattern will just appear over and over again. Yeah. So you'll yeah, be taught it, it, took, it took me a while to understand the, because you know you, to me you talk, I, I would say you talk in shorthand. Uh, you got to kind of uh, know the netty netty stuff too, and and once you catch on with that, then oh the policeman and the thief. Now I see the policeman and the thief acting all, all the time. You know. Yeah. Yes. See there. There you go. And then in that seeing them all the time, they're a perfect reminder you're not that. Yeah. It's that, uh, I'm, uh, Paul, it's, it, it's um, it, really whatever it is, I'm not that, right? It's just because it's. Yeah. You're the seeing of whatever it is. Yes. So whatever it is, you're not that. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. I, what is, you know, as an experiential event, there's been a lot of relief from the uh, what's revealed. Yeah. Through, you know, hearing satsang and allowing, not allowing, but the chips fell and then the echo continues. Yeah. It just keeps reverberating. The things I heard when I first went still reverberate. Yeah. There's a beautiful one. We always use it because it was it was a signpost out there before other things occurred, which was I was at a satsang and the teacher there had had a Zen background, so he was using Zen stuff. And he said a, a famous one, which is I'm a man standing by the uh, water selling uh, standing by the river selling water yeah so i heard that and that's a 
interesting. And then he says, it's even, and then he laughed. I hadn't heard him laugh like this. And he says, it's even funnier than that. I'm, I'm a man standing in the water selling, standing in the river selling water. And then that way I walked away then. That was it. Yeah. It was obvious that's what was happening. I was trying to buy water while I was completely immersed in it. <laughs> it gives up. Well, I don't know what's going to happen, but it's great when the, the the emperor's pants fall down and there's no picking them back up. Yeah. You just walk around with your pants around your ankle for a while, your spiritual pants. <laughs> yes, son, son, son. Yeah. And it's been like that a lot. You know, uh, the things I use now are like the clearest ringing of the bell for me in this life. Yeah. That's why I keep going back to Hoang Po and stuff. Whatever can be perceived cannot be perceiving. These things just reverberated. They keep reverberating. They're like avalanches when I say them. Yeah. They're just such a potency. You know, you cannot use the Buddha to seek the Buddha can't use mind to seek mind. Just unbelievable. And uh, it's sort of like that, uh, you know, when you get stuck in a gear in a car or you're, you're in a ditch and you keep spinning the w- tires, yes? And you, then you're not moving. There's just a smell of rubber and burning and you're not going anywhere. That's sort of what, th- th- there was a huge relief like that. There was a huge being relieved of all that spinning tires and shit. Yeah. And uh, truly, the liberation is from the need to be liberated. You lose interest in all these highfalutin ideas because they're being used to incarcerate you, actually, with the hopes of being free with them. But their real agenda is incarceration, in a sense. Yeah. So you see, you see that... The agenda you thought you had, there was a there's a nut, there was another agenda playing out. Let's say something was playing God uh, where you were, and it wasn't quote unquote God. It was the mental activity, yes. And you would think you had a certain goal and a drive, and it had a whole other direction. It wanted to go somewhere else, and it would always win out, really. Yeah. Unbeknownst to you because you had no idea what was going on. Your greatest quality had been obscured. All the looking is like a blindness to the scene. Yeah. When we're looking through this bifocal way of seeing things dualistically, that seeing that's looking through that, when the seeing is the looking, it's a blindness to the scene. Yeah. So when you try to look for what's seeing, that is what's seeing, yeah? But you don't see that, yeah? And the more you look, the less you're going to see it, really, until it collapses and shows that it's a failed system. That's its value, yeah? So you've looked. A lot of people here have looked a lot. They tried a lot. They did a lot. And now they're finding relaxation and relief from all that, slavery to the higher goal to the you know the transcendent state and they're just happy today you know they're okay today 
they never get gypped. This whole idea that you're missing out and all this shit, it's all baloney, really. It's all false evidence. Yeah. Just because it plays on your supposed channel, it's not news. Yeah. It isn't. So I I uh you know, the basis of this life that I can remember as an action figure is completely different now. And I, I truly believe all the thought and effort was before. There was no thought and effort in the different now. Yeah. I haven't done anything to promote more clarity other than share satsang in years. Yeah. Nothing. I don't hyperventilate. I don't do whatever. I just, I stretch out so the body doesn't get too fucking arthritically, you know, and that's it. And I have, when I have nothing to do, I enjoy nothing to do. When it's time to do something, I do something. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, whatever it took to just uh if this is the result of whatever i did i'm happy i did it yeah if you want to see it as a doer i'm super happy that i did all the shit crazy stuff <laughs> because if it had anything to do with arriving here but i don't see it that way yeah so i have faith in satsang i do i have a lot of faith in it yeah just coming here, listening. It's like you're, it's just like a spiritual subpoena. You know, it's not about getting free. This, the, the subpoena is you are free. Yeah. Yeah. It's not the day of emancipation. Yeah. It's you've always had the possibility of emancipation. Now here's the possibility. Come Wednesday night. Yeah, show up, listen, and I bet you things change over the months. I do. Yeah, I have faith in it. I've seen it work wonders, really. This whole idea that it has to be a lot of work involved in shit. I'm just not a believer in that. I don't. You know, if it comes this way, and this is the way it's going to come, hallelujah. It's like that story in the Bible. Again, I may be missing, blowing it, but I because I don't read it. But from the New Testament, there was a interesting parable about the guy who had a farm, and he needed some people to work on it. So he went to the union hall, whatever, and he hired some guy at nine. And he says, I'm going to give you 50 bucks. And we're going to work to five. So the guy's happy to get the work. Yeah. Happy to get the 50 bucks. So around 11 o'clock in the morning, the boss sees, realizes he needs someone else. It's not going to get the job done. So he goes to the union hall, hires a guy at, at 12. And he says, I'm going to give you 50 bucks and you work to five. Yeah. And then they go back and everyone's working. Then he realizes it's not going to be done you know, with just two of them. So he goes at two o'clock and hires someone else and says, I'm going to give you 50 bucks. You're going to work till five. Yeah. 
Then again, at round four, he realizes he needs someone else. He goes back at 4.15, says, I'll give you 50 bucks. You're going to work till five. Yeah. Now, the guy who was there since nine has a resentment. But in fact, it had nothing to do with time or nothing to do with effort. Yes. It hits when it hits. It doesn't matter if someone's there before or someone comes after. It doesn't matter. Here's your 50 bucks. Yeah. So I think that's a beautiful way of demonstrating that this isn't based on time. The more you do something doesn't mean that much. The less you do something may not mean that much. Yeah. That which is immediate, always available right where you are at all times could look like it takes time and it may not look like it takes any time. It does whatever it wants to do. Yeah. Just instead of being arthritic with old ideas, you know, question what you're not so that life can become revelatory. Yeah. And you won't return a, a gift because you don't think you deserve it or some fucking crazy idea. Yeah. You'll be open to receive and therefore open to give. So I find a lot of people that I meet, it's almost they're on their own hook, so to speak. They'll give permission to other people, but they're somehow withholding shit from themselves because of some idea they did something or whatever. And sometimes they come to satsang and the great relief they have is they, they come off that hook, you know? It's okay to want a latte. It's okay to do this. It's okay not to do this. Yeah. And <sighs> so, yes, thanks. See, now we went to eight. You did your job, James. All right, my fellow Long Islander. There you go. <laughs> well, yes. And we're both happily living warmly in California. <laughs> that's right. That's uh, well, the smartest New Yorkers are here. That's right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> when I came here the first time, I was like, a typical day here would have been one of the top five days of the year in Long Island. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, uh, every day I still, I've been here over 30 years. Every day I still thank God for California. I know. I got introduced to hot tubs. And yeah. Yeah. Tubs. Yeah. When I first came here, someone said, uh, I'm going to go in my jacuzzi. I was like a, a, a jacuzzi. And the other word I didn't know, someone goes, uh, can I have some guacamole? Because, you know, way back when, when we were young, there was no Mexican restaurants in those days no. in New York. I was no. like, guacamole? I know. Then, uh, yes, it was like the promised land <laughs> when I got here. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Me too. Yeah, it's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, thanks. Let's uh, say goodbye to everyone. Hey, Gina, first. Thank you, Gina. Thank you for coming. Yeah, thank you for coming tonight. Yeah. Uh, there's another hand up. Oh, uh, who? Michael. Okay. All right. Yeah, let him come on. You ready, Michael? Michael? You're muted. Oh, you're 
muted. Sorry, sorry. Yeah. Uh, hello. Hi. Yes, Michael. Yeah. So, um, I only had like I had one question specifically about something you mentioned. Um. So you said that like the the all the crazy shit you went through did not help you or didn't aid you in getting to where you are now, right? It can look like that, that it did, but I'm not a believer in that, no. And I wonder, I, I, the only reason I ask you is because it's like, I feel the complete opposite. I, I, I've, I've been through like multiple rehabs and, and uh, drug addictions and all, all kinds of stuff. And I feel like that, is the only like the, going through that is what got me to, you know, being like a, I have, you know, I have a job, I have a, 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 a I'm six, I have success, all, all this yeah. good stuff, right? Yeah. Right. Yes. So curious about like your opinion on that. Well, I'm, that, that's in the action figure world. Yes. But what we were talking about was our inherent nature. So I don't see it having anything to do with the inherent nature. But as the action figure, yes, recovery was essential for me. Yeah. Okay. Understood. So yeah. I it in two different ways. Let's call it the rel the relative and the absolute. So the absolute is you're not of this place. The relative is you're appearing as an action figure. So in the relative world, recovery and all this stuff and everything I ever did had a lot to do with where I find myself. On the absolute level, it had nothing to do with anything. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that's what we were, we were speaking more of the absolute in a sense. Inherently. Right. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, so from that view, sort of like this happens, people believe, uh, what happens to you is based on what happened to you. And so, and in the story as an action figure, it will be seen that way. But in fact, when something dawns on you, part of the recognition is it's always been that way. So it negates the whole idea of story that you were somewhere and got undone and redone and you arrived somewhere else. Right. Yeah. Both of them have relevance on what level you're on at the time. Action figure, absolute. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, thanks for your take. Appreciate it. I try to keep it clear, but sometimes I just go from absolute to relative without exp explaining the jump, so to speak. But I <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. Although it's ironic that even within the relative, especially the recovery example, you've got that main premise not doing for yourself <laughs> yes exactly so even yeah. the relative escape that you're yes. not doing yeah yes yeah yeah anyone else no other hands any late takers no all right <laughs> so we'll uh we'll say uh Goodbye. Oh, well, actually, let me announce that that trip to Italy also. Again, uh, we're going to have, you know, f 
for years I swore we'd never do retreats, but what the hell. So uh, we're having a retreat in, in uh, Amelia's home country, Italy. And it's going to be in a province called Puglia, which is beautiful. It has the most, I think that province has the most coastline of all of Italy. And we're going to be down in a beautiful place there with a very uh, incredible, uh, a lot of sightseeing and everything. And then we'll be doing two talks a day, one in the morning, one at night. And uh, yes, so if nothing isn't enough for you, we're throwing in Italy. So there you go. Not a bad deal. So the information is there. There's going to be a, we don't know if it's going to work or not. So if we, if enough people uh, put down a payment, then we're going to go through with it. If we don't have enough people, we won't. It doesn't matter really. Uh, so, but we're giving it a shot. And uh, so it's on the website. It comes up, I think, every time. <laughs> Hit it, check it out. And if you're interested, you can talk to Amelia. I think her information's there. And, uh, yeah, it'll be beautiful. We were just there last September in this area. It's quite spectacular. And yeah, we figured uh, it would be nice to go there and then meet us, meet all of us for a week in a beautiful. Uh, you know what they've done? They've taken old farmhouses and they've redone them, redid them, made them into uh, places where you could have like a gathering of people with a lot of property. This has a huge pool, tons of great food. Go to this, the Lecce is the city nearby, which is the Florence of the South, they call it. <laughs> and uh, quite a beautiful city. Yeah, it's gonna be cool. And we'll have electric bikes one day, go to this caves to swim in another day. We've got cars, uh, you know, rental cars. Yeah, it's gonna be cool. A lot of uh, gelato, a lot of cappuccinos and espresso. Yeah, so there you have it. So let me say good night. So Mike, again, thank you. Yeah, yeah. And we'll have we'll be having Wednesday. We're going to Hawaii, I think. Yes, next Tuesday. But Wednesday night we'll have same time. We'll have it. So don't worry. The only thing we're going to miss is Tuesday, uh, the Awakening Together one, this Tuesday, February 8th. Everything else, I think, and maybe the recovery Tuesday morning. I'm not sure yet. But look at the website. if It'll tell you if it's canceled or not. All right. All right. So, Mike, thank you. Gina, thank you. Thank you for joining us tonight. And, uh, yeah, you already know you're in good hands. and. Yeah. Thanks so much. I really appreciate everything. <laughs> Thank you. We got David from Melbourne. There he is. Nice to see you. PK, another Long Islander. He's in the bowels of Long Island, Long Island City. You can't get more Long Island than Long Island City. Oh, poor guy. Poor guy. You're not forget about it. Yeah, forget about <laughs> it. Yeah. Roth will send him, man. <laughs> Anu, nice to see you, Anu, as always. Zoe, nice to see you back. Yeah, always a pleasure. Kagan, fantastic. Thank you for your uh, share. And uh, Ben, 
Ben without the ball, yes. Play hey, I on. Have a, I have another one. All right. You know, I have another one. Uh, you know dream catchers? Those dream catchers that sell? Oh, yeah. They don't move. <laughs> <laughs> Move. I think Ben's gonna move to Long Island City. Yeah, I don't move. I had one. Huh. And then I look. Come on. We have one too. We have one too. Yeah. Yeah. They're cute. Thank you, <laughs> We're gonna go to Vlad now. Vlad is in Russia, I think. Yes. Nice to see you, Vlad. Vlad's gonna come to Italy if I have to force him to. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I will. Thank yeah. you so much, Paul. Very nice. You're welcome. All right, we got James from Long Island. We got Jacob, and oh, she's a, a guest appearance on the West Coast. Alex, there she is from Hudson Valley. Nice to see both of you. Uh, let's see. We got Gary C. He's returned to the corner. Yes. Yeah, it's large enough for him. Yeah, yeah. We got Kenneth. Nice to see you from Vancouver. Mary G. We got Linda. We got Brandon. Uh, uh, he puts a lot of music into the website. Appreciate it all. We got Sanda. Are you back in Germany? No, you're still in uh, in India. Oh, wow. Great. We got Alan with his cohort, his brother. Thank you, Alan, for all the support. Johannes is in Germany. David B is not in jail nor the hospital. That's good. We got Stefan on having never left. We got Angie, always a pleasure. There she is. Nice to see you. Uh, Victoria, there she is. Oh, Susanna W. Yeah, nice to see you, Susanna. Stefan on having never left. Uh, let me see who else is here. We've got Don O. Nice to see you, Tej, John B. from uh, Oz, a little bit above Byron Bay, William L. Lockwood, Ooh, nice to see you, Will. Miss Amelia, Judith, Judith, nice to see you, Judith. We'll be seeing you live soon. Sue K., thank you for the latte money, Sue. I'll be having a few on you. We've got uh, JP. Thank you for all the support, JP. Indigo, uh, some photos, uh, another Suzanne. Uh, there you go. Hey, everyone. Thank you. I'll see you uh, tomorrow, some of you, and see you Saturday for others. And any information about the talks is on Zenbitch Slap events. So they're all there, all the Zooms. And we have a live meeting on Saturday in Marin City, in Northern California, uh, that goes with the Zoom that's at one o'clock Pacific time. It'll be, we have a live meeting also. All right, thank you. See you. Bye-bye. Thanks, Paul. Thank you, Paul. Yeah. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, Paul. Mike. Thanks, Mike.